Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 162. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the highly renowned and talented comic creator and illustrator, Nate Lovett. How you doing? Nate, how you doing? Good, good. All right. So this is exciting. You just uh, launched a Kickstarter two Tuesday. days ago? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, the 26th. Yep. And you've already gone well past your goal. That yeah. is amazing. Congratulations on that. And we're excited to talk to you about a little bit about um, your 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 first Kickstarter, mm -hmm. which is also your newest Kickstarter, which you're not immune to Kickstarters. You've done I've noticed you've backed hundred and thirty four Kickstarters. Yeah, so I think I'm what they call a super backer on there now. <laughs> so I, I've been backing things forever for, for right. friends projects and whatnot. So I'm like, I better get actually do one myself at some point <laughs> so. and so and we're, we're going to talk about punk rock ninja issue number one uh and we're also going to kind of ask you as well of you know some of the history of other comics you've done and really curious of this being your first kickstarter even though you've been an accomplished writer and illustrator for many many years but first before we kind of jump in and talk specifically about punk rock ninja number one do you want to kind of give uh some of our audience and listeners a little bit of a background on who uh who nate is yeah um sure. i've been a professional illustrator for it seems like forever now uh since about 06 07 uh i got used to do this on the side but i got laid off from like three jobs in a row. Mm. So it was time to finally just make the jump and do it full time. Uh, so since then I've done comic books, storybooks, video games, concept art, toy design, so many different things, uh, just to you know, get out there, pay the bills and whatnot. But comics in particular has always been my thing mm. that I wanted to do. And so, and as you say, you you're this is full time. This is a full time job for you right yep. now, and I am incredibly impressed about your your work. I you and yep. you have uh, one of your one of your main titles that you've been working on for many years, uh, Carter mm -hmm. Kane, which we can talk about. But you also, as you said before, you went on the show that you you also do some licensed art for Paw Patrol. Yeah, uh, Paw Patrol. Um, you can see on there, uh, Corn and Peg was another show they did. They didn't do too many books with that one, though. But yeah, mm. Paw Patrol took off. And so I do coloring books, storybooks, lots of Paw Patrol. Lots of Paw Patrol. <laughs> I do. My, my kids love Paw Patrol. So, uh, so just real quick, I need to ask you a Paw Patrol question. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, <laughs> I, just, I was watching the other day. So how how is it possible that an entire town gives up their gives the entire emergency services to dogs? How is this legal and how is this logistically possible? <laughs> I I have no clue. Not to mention, however, old writer is running the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 
I I don't know. I I luckily I don't write any of that. I just <laughs> here's the story and draw it. Okay. Last <laughs> question. I mean, I'm getting ready to. There's like some mermaid stuff coming up, and they've done superheroes and so many dinosaurs. So you know. Right. Yep. I don't. I don't tend to ask questions on that. <laughs> okay. Smile, nod. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, talk to us a bit about your style of art are you a pencil and paper kind of person because i did see some of your videos on your youtube channel of, uh -huh. of it's mostly digital is that correct um it really depends most of like the all the paw patrol stuff is all digital um punk rock ninja is digital uh i tend to do commissions uh those tend to be uh traditional pencil paper usually watercolor i used to do the copic marker thing but those got expensive mm. and watercolor is a lot easier to travel with if i take it to a uh, convention or something gotcha whole you know suitcases full of markers i can just take a little pan of watercolors um so it, it really varies. Sometimes I'll do my comic stuff, a pencil or ink them traditionally. Um, but most anymore, I do it all digital. Just it's easier to keep track. I don't have to scan anything in, clean up. Um, I mean, they don't have the original art to sell. Right. But that's why I do custom. Well, not custom. Uh, I've got some of the fancy Ziclay prints of things and stuff now that I take to shows and I'll do commissions and stuff. So, right. You, I, I watched one of your, one of your videos you had, uh, and it was when you're doing the house of fear variant cover. Mm -hmm. Um, you have a YouTube video of that. So anybody's interested, I think it's Nate Lovett at YouTube. Have you yeah. have your own channel there? Yep. I was I was enthralled watching you do this, and just as a pro tip, I don't know if you can share this pro tip with with uh, with our audience who might be watching or listening. You, it was a layer upon layer. I noticed that you kind of did, you sketched it out. Was that when you sketched it out originally? Was that mm -hmm. um, also digital? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then you yeah. did layer upon layer. Did you delete layers after underneath, or did you just do layer upon layer like that when you're yeah, drawing on I, top of it? I usually start off with a uh, rough sketch on a layer, and then I'll tighten it up more so on another layer, and just kind of clear out the old layers as I go. Okay. Sometimes they're there; they're just invisible, so I turned off. Right. But yeah, that's usually what I do. And is that is that through Photoshop or 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 a, um, um, a Clip Studio? Okay. Sometimes I usually pencil and ink in Clip Studio. Okay. And color in Photoshop. Um, mainly because I haven't. I've been using Clip Studio since it was Manga Studio right. when it first came out to ink because digital inking. I loved it because I didn't have a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've been digital inking as long as I could, and then it's just gotten better. So I haven't had the time to sit and learn 
how the color stuff works. I know they're similar to Photoshop, but there are differences. Right. And at some point I'll learn it. But for now, I just export the line art and open it up in Photoshop and color it over there. <laughs> I, I know exactly what I need to do, how to do it. It goes quicker. I think so. That's why the 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 video of you doing this one. There's no coloring on it because I think that was just only you doing it through Clip Studio. Yeah, and I had forgotten to record myself coloring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clip Studio has a thing to record in in the program. Right. Uh, while Photoshop unfortunately doesn't, so I had to. I would have. I totally forgot to turn on to record that, and I'm like. Oh, well, <laughs> just do the black and white with that. <laughs> Clip Studio. Mm -hmm. I am extremely surprised at those that I talked to about who would use Clip Studio are fervent fans of it and defend it. I haven't seen the same level of support when people use Photoshop. When people use Photoshop, like, yeah, Photoshop's okay. But when I talk to people who use Clip Studio Paint, they are up and down huge supporters of it. So what's your take on Photoshop and Clip Studio Paint? Um, I think a big part of that is you can get like the deluxe edition of Clip Studio for like two fifty, mm. And it's, it, it's yours. You're not paying a monthly fee like Adobe has now. Right. And the cost of that just keeps going up and up and so i think that's a big part of it because i know i pay for all the adobe things because i need illustrator for some works and right. uh, design and whatnot so it's just easier to do that and rather than hunt down and uh some of the alternatives and learn those right. i know these and I write it off for taxes anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that at least helps in some way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Clip there's so many useful things in Clip Studio too. It's got some awesome perspective uh, tools to set up. I, I like to use the three-point perspective and get different angles and stuff that I never would have taken the time to use mm. if I was doing traditional. Um, and they're right there, easy to use, while I think Photoshop has some perspective stuff, but you have to go dig in a little bit. Right. And just, you can you can set up a whole project in Clip Studio and have it all in one. I never do that, but I know people who do. Um, and so it keeps everything together. You can letter decently in Clip Studio. Wow, okay. Though it's getting better because they're slowly starting to integrate some of that Illustrator stuff, but it's still, you know, not quite that. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good going on with Clip Studio and the price of it. I mean, you can get a basic version of it for like 50 bucks. Right. So what would be then, you just said, the deluxe version and the basic, for those that are thinking about, you know what, I've heard people saying Clip Studio... What's the difference between, say, like you said, the deluxe version and then the basic um, version? Anymore, I don't quite remember. I know the deluxe version has more options, and you can do more things with it. Uh, and I've been using the deluxe one for so long, I don't even know <laughs> bones. But I know, I know you can pencil and ink and keep stuff together. 
I think you can color in it too. Yeah. Cheaper one. It's just more options and tools open up right. for various things with the higher end. Right. So talk to us now about Punk Rock Ninja. Uh, this, as you said, is this is a one shot. Yeah. And and you said in the video that if this is successful, I'm going to do it. So because you hit your goal so quickly, are you now looking at doing I'm, an issue I'm number two? I'm trying to come up with some other ideas to do more with them. I, right. I had a feeling I would anyways, because as I'm working on it, you get connected to these characters and stuff. Right. And like this has been you know, the main focus of this one is Sheena. And there's ways I can do more with the band. And yeah, so I, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do, but there mm. will be more. <laughs> so as you said, this this book is about Sheena and I love what you I love what you mentioned about it, but this is like there there's a message behind this and this is something, you know, uh part and parcel as we as we, as we mentioned before we went on the air is uh, you know, you're also a member of the Kids Comic Unite mm -hmm. where it's really good to talk about how to make an all ages comic book right. to make sure there's a message behind it as well and the message that you say that's behind punk rock ninja is uh that it's it's good to be true to yourself it's important to follow your dreams uh, did you where was the role of kids comic unite that group did they help kind of steer that or was that always the message that you're going to be having with um, the, yeah. it's it's honestly i've been that way for a while mm. um like since since i started doing comics professionally and having my son i've really started to notice pay attention to kids comics overall mm. um so everybody you know wants to do the dark gritty whatever comics my style overall doesn't fit with that to begin with mm. i've always done the lighter fun cartoony stuff so i've always aimed at doing all ages comics stuff that doesn't matter how old you are but you can enjoy it right so that's always just that's always just something i've always focused on i think i have one idea for a project that would be actually teaming up but that's otherwise everything like most of the ideas i come up with are you know, all ages, middle grade kind of books. So, but that can be enjoyed by, you know, parents and whatever too. Cause right. I mean, I like to fit in that stuff. Like I, I, I always grew up on the Disney movies and I, a Pixar stuff comes out. I'm there all the fun animated stuff. I'm there to see because that's just always been me. So th those are always the projects I look at. Even if I'm, you know, interested in, in books and stories and stuff, I'm like, ooh. This <laughs> like, if I go to Barnes & Noble, I go to the kids section first to look at their graphic novels and stuff. Because those are always, to see what's out there and what's fun and what kids are getting into and stuff. Right. So, so what were some of the... How long did it take you to put this? It's a thirty-two pager. How yeah. long did it go? And you and you mentioned it's, it's about ninety percent done. Yeah. Um, so my my question for you is: how, how long does it normally take you to kind of do a page then? 
Uh, it really varies. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think when I, let me see if there's a date stamped on something. Um, okay. It looks like, looks like I started this about a year ago. Wow. So, uh, but in between there, I've had jobs and it started off as an eight page, uh, that I'm an eight page story that I was pitching to an all ages anthology. It, uh, got rejected, which was fine. Cause I was having trouble coming up with an idea and this came to mind and it wasn't fully fleshed out and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll play with it and see what I can do. And it ballooned to this 32 page story that I think is a lot of fun. Do you have, how was the, and I'm curious about this too, because of your extensive experience with also with your, you know, working with your Carter Kane series, uh-huh. how much world building did you put into this story in advance? This one didn't, I really didn't do a lot. Mm. Um, mainly because I didn't know if I'd be doing much else with it. Okay. So I'm like, basic big city kind of thing and uh i'm going to have to do more now (laughs) if i want to do more with it so but now that i kind of have an idea of the world it is it just from this it should be it should be fun to just come up with some stuff right but yeah totally different than carter that that one has had some of that's been on the fly as I go. Like, I need to do this kind of thing here for this world, and we'll do this. and Or I just kind of make up aliens, and it, like, it doesn't matter. Ooh, that one's nice. I'll use that <laughs> one for a race later. And <laughs> so. so does this take place in a shared universe with any of your other IPs? Uh, no. No? I, I mean, it, it, could maybe, but uh, overall, I don't think so. It just it's. I did this one. Well, I mean, considering I haven't done anything with some of the other IPs, I, I could work them into that way. Uh, but like, I kept the art. I I found kind of a a rough brush to ink with. I mean, mm. to doing everything smooth. Like the Carter stuff is nice smooth ink lines and right. kind of stuff. While this, I went looser with the brushwork and the colors um, just to give it a different feel. And it's it's been refreshing to do because I'm so used to doing kind of that clean, sterilized stuff at times. And so, and as we mentioned, this is your first Kickstarter. So, <laughs> and now that you've kind of dipped your toe in the water, are we going to be able to see other other of your works going straight to Kickstarters now? Yeah. <laughs> um, and as we mentioned, Carter Kane, uh, I have technically two issues of that done that I've taken to shows and um, it's been available through my web store and stuff. But um, since I've been pitching it to agents and publishers and stuff, I've kind of adjusted because when I started, I was just going to do single issues, standard comic stuff. 
comic industry stuff. Mm. But since then, I joined KCU and learned about the kids' graphic novel market. And I'm like, Carter needs to be done this way. Because mm. that's how kids tend to eat up the books now, is graphic novels. Right. So right now what I'm planning on is taking the first two issues. I've got a new beginning that's about six to eight pages that I need to work up, um, putting that on and finishing what would be chapter three or the third issue, and then putting that all together as a graphic novel through Kickstarter while I work on the other, <laughs> the next three chapters and try to keep it going that way. So I, I, I noticed that you did on your Carter Kane website, you did mention that you have like 250 pages written out or something like that? And the, goal, the goal for it was to be a 200-page graphic novel. Okay. Um, technically, I've got about 167 pages, but I know there's parts I need to beef up and whatnot. I need to... I've been busy working on Punk Rock Ninja and some of the other stuff that I haven't touched it for a bit. So it'll be nice to go back into that here soon and look at it and go, okay, this is what needs some addition and so on and build that up. But yeah, the plan originally is for about a 200 page uh, graphic novel altogether for book one. I've got okay. three books in mind if it pans out. <laughs> so. <Right. laughs> and what is, what is some of your advice that you would give to folks that are making their own comic um should they look for a publisher or should they self-publish um so it really it depends on what you're willing to give up i mean if somebody were to come my way and say hey we'll do carter or punk rock ninja as a graphic novel i'd look at what they were offering and if it was something i was willing to give up to be able to do that i'd do it right because not that I'm lazy, but I don't know how to do some things. <laughs> and I'm not always the most extroverted person to do stuff either. So, it, but this has given me a lot more confidence in doing my own stuff and me controlling it too. So, right. Yeah. So, as the writer and artist, mm -hmm. where do you put the editor in so at what point do you have somebody look over the script or look over the work to say hey i would tweak this or where do you, yeah where do you have your beta readers involved or um, editors involved i actually with punk rock ninja um uh james powell the writer of the house of fear books um uh was my editor for it okay uh he because of doing the cover for him he offered to look over stuff for me so we just kind of bartered you know, which was awesome. And nice. he's done a fantastic job. Uh, but basically, I gave him the script early on when it was probably 24 pages or so. And we talked some stuff over and he gave me some notes and said, what if you did this? Or what about this here? So he, he, was, in, he was involved pretty early with the script. And then uh, he actually looked over uh, the, the final version of the script with the, the finished art. Well, 
the finished the art is done it's just they aren't all colored so to match up stuff and make sure stuff worked um and gave me some notes there and whatnot so he's been pretty involved at times throughout uh and you know to catch any proofreading and stuff there right mm-hmm. so let's let's look over the the, the kickstarter i want us to kind of jump through and look at through the and as i say congratulations again your first kickstarter and made project we love you're yeah. past your two stretch goals already and closing in on stretch goal number three and it's turning into now a 40 page comic at this point yeah i'm gonna add uh eight pages of sketches and concept art and kind of behind the scenes stuff that's it. awesome so what you have here is that you have the uh your your five dollar your the, the the pdf pledge which is a great deal especially if it's going to be you especially having it to be like a 40 pager for mm-hmm. five bucks which then looks at your pledge for a ten dollars to get the digital copy plus a physical copy. So I got to say, Nate, this is probably the best deal on the internet right now because <laughs> essentially you get the physical copy for $5. Yeah. Because the digital copy is $5. Yeah. F- part of it. So that is an amazing, that's amazing. So <laughs> I'm just following along with what friends have done. And right. So I can't claim to. I've come up with that idea, but just about everyone that I've backed and whatnot have had, if you get the physical copy, you still get the digital. So I'm like, it's fine by me. It's just sending you a file. So Right. Yeah. And then, and then, then you put in here for $15, uh, you have, it's signed. So you get a signed physical copy plus the digital Mm -hmm. copy. And talk to us a bit about the $20 pledge level. Uh, the $20 one, it comes with a sticker and a print, mm-hmm. which the uh, the sticker is, it's the Punk Rock Ninja logo. Oh, cool. And then the print is actually one of the first uh, final concept image images I did of Sheena and getting the feel of uh, okay. how I was going to take the book. Right. And then you have... And, you know, following along the same trajectory, then you get the $25 one, which has the same thing, but it's signed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the print is signed, too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then you have the retail pack. Yep. So talk to us a bit about that one. Uh, that's um, a level I know uh, friends of mine have set up where uh, retailers, comic stores game stores, anybody who might have a, a store mm. uh, back the project and get uh, five copies of Punk Rock Ninja for 40 bucks. Right. So that they could then, you know, have at their store for and, customers and whatnot. And that's exciting. You already have a backer for that too. Yeah. So. I believe it's a store over in Arizona someplace. Nice. And then... Now we get into the to the fun stuff here too. Yeah. That you have for those for for all the for all the the, the Nate Lovett fans out there 
and followers, you'll be able to get a punk rock ninja sketch. It's the sketch pack. Um, it's uh, includes a uh, the book and stickers, everything from the previous levels, and a black and white sketch of whomever. Uh, actually, if you scroll down, just, it's, yeah, it's just below that one. There's some yeah. uh, samples. samples. Yep. So essentially, when you look at when you do the math, you, you're getting an original sketch from you for fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's great. And then you get the 250, which you have people backed you on this one where you get an actual black and white commission. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about this one. Those are done on 11 by 15 board. Okay. Uh, they're all black and white. I render them with uh, grayscale markers. Okay. I, I've got a few different sets. So some warms look different than other warms and other cool grays look different than other cool grays and i can kind of play around and it gives it almost a color feel but it's still technically black and white <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's the uh, uh what are the qualifications on this can somebody say can you draw van gogh's starry night or can you put in 300 I mean, people i mean what do you have you must have some kind of um I'm keeping, yeah, that, I, something I probably should have said. <laughs> but luckily, the examples only have one character. So right. i thinking one character. I mean, if they want Starry Night by Vigo, I mean, I can attempt it, but there's no excuse for it in black and white, especially. <laughs> so, so basically, one character, right? Is yeah. That, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. And then you have the color version, the, the color on this. Mm -hmm. People can get a color one, and that's for uh, a 11 by 15 yep. color and it's commission. And full color, watercolored on 11 by 15 board. Right, and that's and that's for that's $500 right there. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, the longest. Right. <laughs> Which is why they're also the most expensive. And this is not digital, correct? This right. is going to be – All right. Yeah, it's, it's traditional on board. I'm – Honestly, I'll probably record. I tend, if I'm watercoloring, I tend to record them. They don't always get put up on my YouTube, but because I tend to forget sometimes that oh yeah, I did record that one. But yeah, <laughs> actually, some I've got some previous ones on there so they can see how I do some stuff too. But right. yeah, traditional watercolor on board. Right. Wow. And and like we say you 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 you've met your two stretch goals so far the the 2200 stretch goal and the 2500 stretch goal and these all are looking at and then your $3000 stretch goal is you get two people all, all physical copy physical copy backers will get two new stickers of Sheena yep it's the it's the Sheena's right there on your screen i've got them okay set up ready to go as stickers mm. for people and you also then for 3600 you'll get the it'll be a square binding on the book instead of a stapled yeah okay. yeah instead of a normal you know stapled comic since it's 40 pages i can get it square mm. bound and it'll be nice and flat and kind of sit on bookshelves easier or in and where, boxes. and where did you 
as you said, this was your first Kickstarter that you came up mm -hmm. with, that you put together. What are some of the things that you learned ahead of time that you're happy you learned ahead of time and you were glad you did that and what you were not going to make a mistake on at some point? Um, probably the biggest thing has been to keep it simple. Mm. Um, like, just I, the stretch goals are pretty basic. They go with the book. They're not going to up my price a ton. Mm. Um, the even the options of the uh the backing options where it's the book and a print and i'm not saying i'm making those overly complicated uh i've only got one cover so mm. you don't have seven different covers to pick from right um just keeping it all really simple easy for me to follow easy for other people to follow that's been a big part of it. Right. Right. And what were, and I guess my question too, for you, a follow-up question is mm -hmm. why did it take someone of your skills and talents so long to do a Kickstarter? <laughs> I think some of it has been, I've, I know I have backed numerous projects where they are just starting it right when they do the kickstarter and then you wait two years sometimes <laughs> before you finally get it um i've always wanted to make sure i've had something done or almost done before right. i launched one and then finding the right project to do right because i've thought about doing carter numerous times but then i'm like i want to do it as a full trade and now i'm like well maybe i break it down some and so that always kept that from happening. And because I wanted to be also able to keep my goal low so that I was more likely to hit it. Right, right. Normally I would ask this question for people who have a job that it's separate of, mm -hmm. of the work. So I'm going to tweak this question a bit and say, how do you separate your desire to do your own projects while also doing your full-time illustration work because you're doing your passions of your IPs is the same genre of work of what you do in your day job. How do you stay focused and not burnt out on wanting to do that? Usually the deadlines of the, the paying work are a big thing because mm. uh, I'll have to have certain things done by a certain time. So I make sure that that's going to happen. And then, so I, I tend to schedule my days out like, okay, I have to do this today, this today, tomorrow, this and this, and then I this day I can do this, my own stuff kind of thing, or I'll work on my stuff after I've gotten the other stuff done during the day. Um, some of my jobs I'll have stuff done and turn them in and then I'll have like two weeks off from them because they're getting notes and being approved for whatever. So I'll have nothing to do during that time. So I'll dive into my stuff right. during that time and really focus on getting them done. So, cause I mentioned it, one of the, one of the points that I've, that I've seen in the past as well as, you know, for instance, you know, my neighbor who does lawn care, has the worst lawn because he's been mowing lawns all day. He doesn't want to come home and mow uh -huh. the lawn. So how do you stay passionate about your, your, your side work like that? 
I. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I somehow I just do. I make sure the stuff I'm working on for me is something I want to work on. Mm. Um, is probably the biggest thing. Right. Um, there's some days where I just have to draw something completely different from everything right. because I've been looking at something too long, or or even take a whole day off due to whatever. Mm. You know, my hands been cramping a lot lately. Carpal tunnel and you know, all that fun stuff that happens as you get older too and draw all day. So sometimes just taking a break from it all mm. and sitting on the couch watching TV or playing video games or doing something else around the house mm. and just chilling for a little bit and kind of recharging. Right. And now that you've seen the success on doing Kickstarters and that you've had that, the ball, are you creating a schedule now of putting out maybe like one or two Kickstarters a year now, or how does this, what are you I'm thinking? I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Cause some of it certain off, it'll be easy cause I have some stuff done, but others are going to be harder cause I've got to get work done so I can do it. <laughs> cause like I said, I don't like making people wait forever. Right. For them. So. Right. And, and as, as you mentioned now too, is, so does, uh, does punk rock ninja now have a limited series now that you've known that, as we said earlier, that you're, you're working on a second <laughs> one, is this going to be an ongoing series? Or are you just going to say I'm doing six issues or I'm doing that? Or how is this? I, I don't know. It, yeah. it may just be a, you know, a 32 page story here, a 32 page story here, you know, maybe a couple short stories featuring different characters kind of thing. I don't quite know just yet, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do know there will be more. Right. And as, as we mentioned, as we mentioned uh, at the top of the top of the hour, you do a lot of professional illustrations for other, for, for Nickelodeon and some mm -hmm. other, other people. How, if somebody wants to get into this line of work, what would be some of your advice? Draw stuff you like, mm. but also draw stuff you don't like. Whoa, okay. Um, because, well, like you've got uh, my website there, uh, the cars and the illustration with the, the dogs. I'm not a huge, like drawing cars to be a royal pain. <laughs> Um, just getting certain perspectives right and mm. whatnot, but finding a way to draw them that you like can help. Like I, I found I like drawing cars airborne, <laughs> <laughs> um, motorcycles. I've, I, I love drawing those now. Mm. Um, there's something about them is fun and figuring out how the person sits on it and it. The perspectives can look weird at times, but it works. Um, just when you can finally draw stuff that you hate to draw comfortably, right? It makes things easier. Horses still suck to draw, though. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to follow your work and learn more about punk rock ninja and carter kane what was the best place for people to find you out? um i'm 
I'm on, I'm literally, it's Nate Lovett on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If I post on one, I tend to post on all of them. Okay. So any of those, I've got a newsletter that I'm attempting to keep up with uh, that you can sign up to on my website, nate-lovett.com. Yeah, usually if I've got information, it goes on those and for now, and well, and now I can, you know, let my Kickstarter backers know by <laughs> Kickstarter too. Excellent, and you do have, and I say you do have a shop. Uh, people uh-huh. can be able to buy their, buy your, your, Carter Kane books from there as well. Yeah, the shop technically is closed right now because I had, um, I lit- literally today I was had my art up at a, a local brewery restaurant. Okay. For the months of March and April, and a lot of my original art that is in my web shop was hanging up there. So okay. I closed the shop down for a couple months. Okay. I, yeah. Now I can go through my inventory, see what I have, and I'll reopen it. But yeah, it has books and yeah. Right. <laughs> so here, sometime this month, that'll get reopened. Right. Cool. Well, like I said, congratulations again, Nate, for hitting your goal. Um, really excited to check it out. And uh, this has been fantastic. You gave, you gave some great advice for other comic creators and people looking to do Kickstarters. And um, really happy to see uh, where really happy to see where Punk Rock Ninja goes from here. So, you're welcome. As you as you kind of got, um, all right. Where's my? This is the benefit of actually pre-recording this instead of doing it live, as I can timestamp these um, <laughs> these st- these stallouts of the of the, the questions when I'm about to add. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to us a bit about your. Uh, all right. Let me do that timestamp again. No, I'm fine. I'm just going to do it from here. Um, <laughs>